0: And now, kindleach, we are starting the second part of the story of Reb Moshe from Pozna. And we heard about how Reb Moshe was very rich, and also big Talmud Chacham. And he would go to different cities. He used to travel a lot for his business. He had a business of diamonds and jewelry. There was one place that he would always go to, in every every city. That was special libraries. The reason why Moshe wanted to go to these libraries, it's because in the libraries, this is libraries that belong to to universities and to governments. And these libraries had very old Kisvayat, very old Svarim that were in writing. In those days they just started to print. And they had old old Svarim that were written by different there was right, but that, yeah, but there's still a lot of sermon Even t- till these days, there's a lot of s'farim that are written, but they're not printed. Why? And Why? for reasons, they, whatever you know, because when they were written, it was very very either it was not possible to print, yet or it was very expensive to print. And a lot of chachamim they wrote s'farim, and they never got printed. So Reb Moshe used to like visiting the libraries and he would he would look over and learn and read these old kisvayyad. That was something that he liked to do. But, but now because Reb Moshe... it's university right. it, It's not Yiddisha books. No, the university libraries had all different kinds of books, also Yiddisha books. Till this day, a lot of big libraries have svarim of, of books So... Now, Reb Moisha knew a lot of languages and he was very smart. That's why he became, he had a lot of connections in all these libraries. He became very friendly with the librarians and he had connections with them. He also used to buy a lot of Svarim, besides for what he got as a Yerusha from his father and from his Zaydeh. And so his library became one of the greatest, richest, biggest libraries. Two. But he But he was the
1: university.
0: No, besides, he used to visit those libraries and he also used to buy. Sfarim himself, and he had made his own library. It wasn't as big as the university libraries because those were not private. Those were owned by big organizations. This was his own, but it was also very big. And had a lot of interesting Sfarim. Also, older Abayim, also, they had the same thing. They liked having a lot of Sfarim in the library. Now, in the year Tough Eye and Hay, which is about 410 years, uh, a little less, like 407 years ago, after no, this is after the Is so was 400. Years ago. Huh? That was 400 years ago. Right. I'm sorry. You're right. I no, found it. wasn't that. That far ago. This was a little. Yeah, this is in times of the bushment of the story. Now, after the like we said before, after the Catholic Allahim, were pressuring, and persecuting, and means to hurt and to bother the Eden of Poisoner, Moshe resigned. From his job as a call. and later on, after discussing with his family, he decided to lo- to move away from the city in The Neir Moshe was careful that no one should think that he's planning to leave the city. Why? Why? Because if the, if the galachim would find out that he's leaving the city and other youths are planning to leave the city, they would try to stop him. So, you remember the story, similar story they had with, with the Maram. Right, he tried to run away from Germany. But the government didn't want him to. So, what they did was... Rav Moshe would travel a lot... For business. So they said, Rav is going for business. Now, what really... What was Rav Moshe's real plan? His real plan was... To little by little move all his money... all the, Everything he owns to a different country. Then his family would come after him. And no one's going to realize that he left Poizna. Now, Rav Moshe owned gold... A lot of gold, a lot of caliph from gold, diamonds, and antiques, which were worth a lot of money. Besides, for a lot of cash and also a lot of checks, a different, you know, contracts that he had with different Paritsim. Now, over a half a year, more than a half a year, Moshe managed to move over most of his possessions and his farim out of out of Pozna. First he went to prague where a lot of his relatives the thom- the grandchildren of the mara lived and then the rest of his family came after him and they all and they all traveled to poland and in the end they they decided to live to settle in minsk now when Reb- when he left prague before he, w- he went to poland he Moshe visited padova padua in italy which was the, if you remember, that was the yeshiva, the city that he learned in as a young boy. He learned a lot of Torah and also have the other sciences. Now, when he was in Padua, he he visited the different yeshivas and he talked to the people over there in learning, and he also got into debates and arguments with with lamdonim from Italy who started to learn Kabbalah. When um, did he get into because why? Because Remisha was very very sharply against learning Kabbalah. Now from Padua Ramosha went to visit other cities in Italy till he came to the city of Rome. Now Rome had the Vatican, which was the main The, Via the Vatican had a very, very big and still has a huge library which has full of e Kisveyad. Now you're not allowed to go into the cloister, but you're allowed to go into the library. And Ar-Mosha, like we said before, always used to go into the library to find, look into interesting svarim. Now the the person, the manager of the library, was a smart person, and Avrohom spoke to him a lot. Was he a tzaddisrael? No, he was not actually, and and he he, he was very impressed by Avrohom because they spoke a lot during all the days that he was in the library, and they spoke about all different topics, all different sciences. So he told the cardinals about their Moshe, and many of them said, "Oh, we want to talk to this wondrous Jew." So the the manager of the library made you know set them up. He made a meeting between them, and they spoke very long conversation, especially about Yiddishkeit. The cardinals told their Moshe, "You know what? Let us make together." A, b- a public debate. Yeah, you know you're very smart. Let's. I want. We want you to argue with us about. You know what's the right way, Yiddishkeit or L'habdil, the the some of the Christians. So Moshe said, I agree, but a few conditions. What are the conditions? There has to be a fear. Besides, for that, obviously, he said, I will. I, I, the room in the hall where we're going to have the debate. There should not be any getchkes and pictures and slumim. Slumim is like the, the one of the Christian getchkes. It's like the the cross. Or telem. Tzél- or Yeah, slumim is like a, a lot of telems. So he said, take up all the talems from the wall, and all the getchkes. There should be no getchkes. Now also the cardinals, who they're like they're they're actually very high up galachim, they also must take off. Uh, from their neck they used to wear a, a Salem necklace they have to take it off now they got very upset about these conditions This, they felt that their Moshe is embarrassing the a the, the Zarah and embarrassing them and they tried to threaten their Moshe with different threats like what? I don't know it doesn't say but they tried to tell them different things their Moshe insisted he said he didn't give in he told them it's very simple according to Allah I'm not allowed to give any covet to these Getchkas into these Salems, it's of a desire, it's a getchka, it's an idol, and I cannot, I cannot, I'm not going to be comfortable to talk to you when I have these things in front of my eyes. So the Galochim, they wanted the debate so much that they, they, although they were not very reluctantly and they're actually very upset, they agreed to their Moshe's conditions. And now we're starting chapter 109 the, vac- the, the debate in the Vatican. A debate between the Moshe, the Reish Akol, former Reish Akol of poison and the Cardinals in the Vatican finally took place according to the conditions that the very great smart Yid uh, made. The Cardinals did not wear on their chests salems the whole time of the debate and neither were there any Islamim, um ngechkes on the walls of the whole. and. Debate was a very, very funny debate. There was one Jew, one Yid, their Moshe, against more than 30 cardinals and other uh, galochim and different people that belonged to the cloister of the Vatican. Twelve of the 30 Catholics were actually famous scientists. They were not not just galochim, they also knew other chachmas. Now, what should have been... Which makes the most sense is that the rules of the debate have to be based on giving equal chance to both sides, and this was Rambam's demand, which the cardinals agreed to. But very, it was very clear that they they didn't want that. They wanted to have the debate, and also that they wanted to have it in their way that they could win. But Rambam demanded that they have to be fair, and they agreed. Now Rambam said the debate is not going to be only you're going to tell me. Why Yiddishkeit is not good and I have to answer why it is. I get a chance also to tell you, to talk about your religion and why your religion, I think, is making a mistake. He also said another thing, another another demand. He said, I want the debate to take place in two languages. Lashon HaKodesh, which is my language, and Latin, which is your language. Latin is the language that they speak in the, in the Vatican. No, Polish. No, the, the Vatican didn't speak Polish the cardinals they said no we can't agree to that and for a very simple reason because very few of them knew Lashon HaKadosh some of them did but most of them didn't and the 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 fact that the yid knows their language but they don't know his language was very uncomfortable for them and that already made it look like her Moshe is winning he was already he knew he knew more languages than they did um but they, at the end of the day, they didn't. They didn't agree to that condition. Armasch agreed to go on, and the 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 debate began in one of the halls in one of the buildings of the Vatican, a very fancy building, and there was a lot a lot of people in the audience. Now, besides for the participants of the debate, which was thirty cardinals on one side and Armasch on the other side, they also had a chairman a stenographer, chairman, someone who was clerk? like he was like yeah, he was like in charge. I like kind of like mm, sort clerk well, did they hire clerks? Yeah, so they had clerks, yeah. A stenographer or a clerk. So they had they had so they had the person who was like in charge. He was supposed to this, you know say that is called like the moderator. He said, okay now you speak, now you speak, now you yeah. speak. And they also had uh judges that are gonna that are gonna decide who give who gives better answers and who's right. And so he's going to judge fairly And he was supposed to judge fairly. Well, Let's see what happened. The first point that they started to debate was the place of faith of a munna in a person's life. Why it's important that a person should have a Muna. Now, the representative of the Catholic side got to speak first. And he started with a big, long speech about this topic. Now, it was Ramosh's turn to talk about it. And said like this before he said before I'm going to start talking about the actual topic I want to just tell let everyone know that I'm um, I'm I protest that protest. that the I'm, protest. Protest means I'm, I'm I'm going I'm going against I'm like I'm saying that it's not fair how you you made it you you went you went against being fair and in very very nice um Italian, he spoke very good Italian, he started to say the reasons why the, the debate does not fair. First of all, I am one person, and you put me up against 30 people. Second of all, the second side decided to go first. Now really, I should go first, because I'm representing Yiddishkeit, and Yiddishkeit comes before Christianity. Even Christianity, even the the desire the, 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 the of, the, of the Galochim, says that they're based on Yiddishkeit. Right? They believe in the Torah and things like that. Now another re- another thing is that you guys refuse to speak in my language. He says if you if you don't know my language, then we could get a translator. I'm going to speak in Hebrew, and he's going to translate to you. Why? Why is it? Why do I? Why do I have to not speak in Lashon Hakodesh? And in summation, says R' Moshe, there is outstanding and blatant unfairness, and it's not right. And it's making it, giving one side a lot of, lots of chances to win, and one side has very little chances to win. But he's so smart. Right, but he wanted to show, he wasn't scared to argue that, he wanted to show how they're being not fair. Right, he said, you guys are not being fair. That was already important to show. Now, these words of Hermosha really embarrassed the Catholics, the galochim. Some of them were very, very mad, and they said, we have to punish him for the chutzpah. But there was those that are a little calmer. They were not. They were not as uh, veiled. They said that the truth is that much is right. But any, either way, there was a big bala and the and the debate was adjourned. The Germans it was stopped, and they said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we have to we, before we continue, we have to agree how we're gonna run this debate. Now in the Vatican. Heria the the atmosphere against hermosia was very very tight it was very uncomfortable. now even though some of the cardinals and other people in the Vatican they said that Moia was right and they even liked him but they, uh, they couldn't show this outside they can sh- one of the people who liked Hermosia secretly was the cardinal in charge of the Vatican. Like we said before, Moshe had very strong connections with him, and he actually it was all because of him that this whole debate happened. Because he told other cardinals about Reb Moshe, and they wanted to make the debate. Now, it turns out that as long, even though they said they want to make a, a, a academic, a, you know, a debate of chachma between, you know, spiritual powers. The, the the truth was that they just wanted to embarrass Yiddishkeit in public. Now the cardinal, the librarian cardinal, these developments made him very, very upset because he felt bad. That was like his fault. Moshe got embarrassed because of him. And Yiddish got embarrassed because of him. So as if it was like a, 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 a consolation prize, he wanted to make Moshe feel good. he actually became even friendlier with him. Uh, when Ramosha visited in the Vatican, and the whole time Ramosha kept looking after you know looking after different Kisveyad. and he and uh, and and the librarian uh, wanted to you know to pay back Ramosha for the suffering that happened because of him, so he was being very kind to him and helping him out a lot no. but in the meantime something else got Ramosha very very um Very confused and very, uh, not confused, very... it took his mind, he was very focused on it the whole time. What was it? When he was saying his speech during the debate, he saw in the audience a face which drew his attention. Because it was a Yiddish face, according to what he thought. It was a young man sitting, actually was sitting with the most important guests that came to the debate... Rabbi Moshe didn't have a chance to look really to look deeply into his face, but it, it seemed clear to Rabbi Moshe that his words really had a very strong effect on this listener. Rabbi Moshe was sure this man was a yid. was very curious. How could it be that a young Jew became one of the most important people in the Vatican? And what's he doing here? before Rabbi Moshe was able to ask any questions, the, right at the, uh, the debate ended, the young man disappeared. And whatever Moshe tried to ask about who this man was, he wasn't getting any clear answers. People were hiding something from him, and Moshe felt very, very that he has to find out what's behind this. And did he ever find to find out, out if he ever found out? We'll have to listen to the next chapter, Mitzvah. Good night.